And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Uh, It's action-packed as we head into the Labor Day weekend. Uh, Casey Wilson's going to talk about coronation grapes. What do you know about that? We're going to bake with them. We're going to eat with them. uh, Frozen. uh, As many things as you can imagine we're going to do with those grapes. I have my own uh, annual Labor Day uh, wine picks. I call them Workhorse Red. So we'll go through a list of inexpensive but delicious red wines. Uh, we're also catching up with John Schreiner and Luke Whittall. They're the authors of the Okanagan Wine Tour Guide, updated and expanded. They've added over 40 new wineries to this new book. It's a must-have when you're touring uh, BC wine country, and they've got pretty much every winery in the uh, province in the book. Then we'll catch up with Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside Winery and Bistro. Uh, we'll chat to her about uh, when the vintage starts, about their new tasting program, and anything else we can fit in uh, with news on the Narabana bench. Uh, she knows everything that's going on on that bench. Uh, and then coming up next, folks, we open the show with a chat with Stuart Hart. He's the director of sales and marketing. He's at the Watermark Beach Resort, which is our home away from home. We're going to talk to him about some interesting fall rates and what happens after Labor Day in wine country. Uh, all that and more coming up next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmani with Casey Wilson, and we will be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Rediscover the South Okanagan good life at Watermark Beach Resort, Asoyas Hotel and Conference Centre. Just steps to everything. The beach, shopping, the marina and great dining at the restaurant at Watermark. New executive chef Nick Atkins invites you to indulge your senses with bright new flavours inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio. Featuring new health and safety protocols and procedures. Reservations are highly recommended. Celebrate the South Okanagan. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com. The Wine Experience Center at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is waiting for you. Welcome to the new home of hospitality in the Okanagan. The wine shop is open for tastings, and the Modest Butcher Restaurant is ready to welcome you with the best dining experience in Okanagan wine country. Reservations are required for tastings and dining. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitation, and physical distancing protocols will also be in place. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. 
Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. At Poplar Grove, every day on the Naramata bench is a journey to create fantastic wines. We couldn't do it without our dedicated team or the family of wine lovers who gather at our wine club to enjoy the many benefits of membership, like world-class wines delivered to their door and exclusive events at the winery like our wine club barbecue. Join us on the journey to make truly great wines. Visit us at poplargrove.ca. Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our first guest today is Stuart Hart. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing at the Watermark Beach Resort in downtown Osoya. Stuart, how are you today? Good. Thank you very much. Great to be back on the airwaves. Yeah, great to have you back. And uh, only a few days left in summer. Are you pretty happy with the final uh, way it's turned out? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, absolutely. It's um, it still feels like we're in the midst of summer um, because we are, like many of the other places in the Soyuz, quite busy. And then also the the weather seems to be collaborating as well. The long term forecast is uh, pretty good, and I can understand. I understand it can be different from years past. Yeah. It sounds like 2020 though has been the most successful year. Uh, this summer in the Okanagan? Um, I th- certainly in the, the, the South Okanagan because of um, the realities of, of, of traveling within COVID restrictions. Um, it's certainly been uh, it's certainly been a popular destination, that's for sure, the, the South Okanagan. And, uh, and it, it always has been, to be fair. Um, but it's just been uh, accentuated by circumstances. Stuart, uh, I know you've got a great video on your site about all the things that you're doing during COVID, and people can check that out at uh, watermarkbeachresort.com. But have you had, have you altered anything or tweaked anything about the way your 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 people are working, the way you're interacting with guests over the summer? Have you changed at all, or are you pretty much on the path that you started out with? Um, no, we've had we've had to adapt as guidelines have changed and been updated. But um, I, I think when I th- when I think back to the initial guidelines from from March onwards, and um, depending on on what it's related to, it's really we we continue to focus on physical or social distancing, uh, cleanliness, hygiene, sanitation, um, and that's really for not just our guests but also equally for our staff as well and what about the patio like less people on the patio having dinner lunch or dinner i noticed yeah uh and that's the reality i mean we we've got our our wine bar wine bar or lounge is there's currently uh eight seats in there at the moment and then obviously you have to allow for entrance ways and exits and then we've got a um a patio that houses up to, or I should say, can can cover up to uh, 36 people, so 44 in total. Um, and to be fair, um, most of our clients' uh, focus has been on physical distancing, um, which makes them feel comfortable. Obviously, it's in a very nice environment. And then, 
you know, I've, I've also had the pleasure of visiting wineries myself. And when it, as it comes to wine tasting, I think the the best of a bad situation is that the experience becomes a little bit more intimate and nicer rather than volume based. Yeah, Stuart, uh, it's only a couple of days from uh, well, in fact, it's Labor Day weekend upon us. Uh, how do things change in the Okanagan now? Do you see a different crowd, or what, what would you expect going in September and October now? Um, we would, I mean, I know there's a lot of uncertainty still around about people returning to school or work or what have you, but traditionally September sees less families and more couples as, as people, as I say, return to school or work. Um, there may be people out, out there like myself that have um, some time off still to take that are looking to take some vacation before the end of the year. Um, the, the stays tend to be a little bit shorter, um, but they're still the volume is still there. So as far as op- operating a resort is concerned, it's, it's basically the turnaround is a lot quicker. Mm. Stuart Hart is our guest. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing at the Watermark Beach Resort. That's uh, right in downtown Asoyas. Well, I would like to head up there for the Thanksgiving weekend, Stuart. Yep. What does the occupancy look like there? Um, We still have some uh, good occupancy, particularly for Thanksgiving and weekend and certainly for October as well before we go into the kind of aforementioned snowbird season. Um, and then Thanksgiving, we um, we still have one of the South Okanagan signature events going ahead, which is the Pig Out Festival rescheduled. Um, we're also looking to adapt our restaurant and extended patio um, to kind of adapt to the weather and ad- adapt to the new reality. Otherwise, obviously, our restaurant goes from um, a, a good capacity down to a small capacity. So we're looking at we're looking at events. We're looking at um, just really uh, ways to house people um, that is warm and enclosed as we go into the cooler climes. Well, I noticed uh, that your rates, you've got a couple of rate changes. Uh, 159 is your starting uh, rate on September 15th, and then after October 8th, after uh, Thanksgiving, uh, it drops to 139. Those are pretty attractive rates for people looking for a getaway. When, when I suspect there'll be a few less people in the valley, not a lot, but I've been learning something about snowbirds and uh, how many of them are still going to show up and what happens there. Can you tell us a bit about that market and, and how it's uh, going to play out this year? Yeah, when, when I first when I first came here, which was um, almost a year ago now, it, it, it's a staggering market, first of all. And I was told, and it's certainly true, is that the uh, the connection between the, between the clients and this particular destination is that it seems to be small town prairies to small town resort, which is obviously, as they say, Canada's warmest welcome, which is a Soyuz. And um, that seems to be the connection that people enjoy, snowbirds enjoy coming from a small town, small prairie town into a small, um, so they're, they're, they're familiar with it and it's not too too different and overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. As I said before, people stay for different lengths of time. It could be 
It could be the whole winter where they're here for five months. Um, and also we're, what we're doing as a destination as well is, is trying to come together and, um, and kind of coordinate our resort as it, as it relates to what I call animation or entertainment and what there is for snowbirds to do either within the resort they're staying at and then also outside of the resort and within the destination. So we're looking to kind of set up a task force, if you like, to to manage people's expectations when they come here and also to make it as enjoyable as possible within new new guidelines. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to be busy too. Well, you have a... Uh watermark beach resort house wine that i'm sure the snow uh, birds enjoy and that stags hollow so there, yeah. you must bring in a lot of extra cases when they're about yeah, to well, come. We've, well yeah we've certainly got some uh, cases to use up that's that's recently arrived we've got three blend, um three types we've got a sparkling which is personally my favorite um, a lovely red blend, blend and also a, a white as well. We, we've done some different collaborations in the past with certain wineries. Um, this is our latest. Obviously, they have a um, Stags Hollow have a, a great reputation and product as well. And um, they've just been introduced into the restaurant as a... I think that house wine is, is a very much a European term. We, we may kind of rename them signature wines or what have you. But, yeah, as you say, Casey, I think it's a, a great product for a, a, a different crowd, if you like, which is the snowbirds. And um, we're certainly looking to not just – just certainly looking to adapt our food and beverage offerings generally and also specifically for – this coming fall and winter. And everybody yeah. should say hello to Yvette when they're on the patio. She does an amazing job with your food and beverage. Oh, she's uh, she's brilliant. Uh, as I said to her before, um, she's, she, we, we have a, a colorful cast of characters here at Watermark, um, one big family and obviously within the destination as well. And she's, she's certainly one of those. And when I say that, I mean that in the nicest, best possible way she's the consummate host yes she is Stuart, uh thanks very much for joining us today i know you still uh for guests going up there weekend brunch saturday and sunday 10 to 1 you still got the happy hour every day three to five should be a nice warm run it looks like the weather's going to be really warm in the next couple of weeks so people should get up there i know i talked to some wineries the harvest for certainly for Chardonnay is starting uh, this weekend in the South Okanagan, so there's plenty to see and do, and most of it is outside, which is uh, should be attracted uh, to anybody uh, who's traveling at this time. Thanks so much, Stuart. My pleasure. Take care. Great to catch up with you, Stuart Hart. He's the director of sales at the Watermark Beach Resort. That's our home away from home when we're in the South Okanagan, and. Uh, we can't wait to get back up there like I'm sure many of you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but there's plenty more coming up on today's show. Up next, uh, we'll travel to the Naramata Bench and catch up with the Hillside Winery and Bistro winemaker, Kathy Malone. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. 
calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. The warm weather is here and Indigenous-inspired cuisine and much more awaits you in the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Spirit Ridge Resort in Isoyas is pleased to announce the reopening of the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry with a brand new menu. Social distancing protocols are in place for your safety, so join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in complete comfort. Please make your reservations at bearfishrootberry.com. Spirit Ridge Resort, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Don't show up. Don't come out. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is a winemaker and a big shot one at that. Kathy Malone uh, is up at Hillside Winery and Bistro. Kathy, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Uh, much better hearing your voice uh, back in the winery uh, working. Now, a lot of people are starting to pick grapes in the south. I'm imagining that's not happening yet in the Naramata Bench. No, we're a ways away. We're we're just now fully into Veraison for the Gamay. So um, I expect it will probably be early October. We'll be doing a lot of harvesting. So this is yeah. a late season. It is. It, it was late getting started. We had quite a cool spring. Um, the last, you know, month or so has been brilliant. You know, really solid heat, really nice. So we're starting to get caught up. Um, and, you know, we kind of like this set of conditions as long as the heat holds because that, it gives us longer hang time and, you know, riper fruit but lower alcohols. And, yeah. Yeah, good acidities too, cool nights. And uh, you dodged a bullet, no smoke so far, at least very little smoke at all. That's right. Well, you know, we did we did have a big fire here, and it threatened a lot of homes, but um, we really only had one day that was a, a blanket of smoke. And, man, the firefighters got it under control so quickly. It's really... Um, it's really lovely to see because it's it could have been disaster. It's impressive what they do. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, I don't think, you know, I think we're good now. I, I think with the cooler nights and that, I don't, I think the risk is mitigated. Yeah, let's talk about wine. Why not? I've really actually, uh, well, I've always enjoyed your wines, but this year I'm really enjoying some of your wines in particular and uh, just wondering how things are going at the wine shop and what, what what's popular with people, uh, never mind with the writers. Um. Well, you know what? They people really enjoy the entire portfolio. That the comment that we get more often than not is that um it there's very few places where they like all the wines and and um they really are liking that. We've had many many new wine club sign-ups. Um so I think they're liking the wine club exclusives like Cabernet Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. So um and you've had a couple of big wins with the Alberta Beverage Awards, best of category. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty excited about that because um, the especially we've had the nineteen the twenty nineteen Gewurz Demeanor won best of category, and the category was single white varietals. So you know it's a pretty broad category. And then um, our Dickinson Vineyard Merlot twenty fifteen won best of category for Merlot. And um, as as you two know, I've I've been um, singing the praises of our single vineyard Merlots for years, and it's really yeah. nice to see um, that sort of validation. Well, that's a great wine, the 2015. Uh, I can easily see it winning the category. Uh, just a, it's really a classic wine, and Merlot. I don't know. It's yeah. I feel that it's very well suited to British Columbia, but even more suited to the mid uh, the mid valley, like the Naramata Bench, seems like a perfect place for it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We we you know we get enough heat, but not too much, and um, and so they're just really generous wines, you know, and and I think people appreciate it. Well, I'm excited. I know some. <laughs> I know someday I'll get to taste the 2019 Gewurztraminer, but uh, in the meantime. I'll uh, I'll drink the 2015 Merlot. <laughs> I think it will probably be sooner than later. Yeah. Just How saying. about your you you mentioned the wine club and we hear we we sort of hear a lot about that across the valley are are consumers changing or how, how are their buying habits changing say with Hillside obviously more people signing up but are they becoming better buyers or more inquisitive or how's it how how do you see that unfolding? Well, you know, with with the um, pandemic protocols that we have in our wine shop, it, it, the, we only offer a very focused um, tasting. So, uh, like uh, a very elevated sit-down, forty-five-minute tasting, um, where you know we get to really talk about the wines and the terroir mm. and the sub-GI and you know our our history, and um, we're really just converting a lot of people to the Naramata Bench and to Hillside. Um, I think they're also nervous about um, availability once they go home, and if we have another um, lockdown, you know, they want to make sure they, they have that, keep that supply coming, so. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's getting the Gizmondi tasting. I wonder what's going to happen when we finally get back up there. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. It'll be hours and hours. Exactly. Long. No yeah, pressure. Exactly. Our guest is Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside Winery and Bistro. 
Well, I'm excited to hear that your wine shop is going to stay open until Christmas. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we we don't anticipate it being hugely busy, but we will staff it and and as I say, we'll we'll let people sit down and have a um intense tasting and and really learn about the wines. So, we we expect that, you know, since people aren't able to travel outside of the province, though though we'll be seeing more travelers through the fall and winter. So, and I'm sure the Naramata Inn is going to be available to travelers all year now. Oh, apparently, I've heard rumors that they're, you know, booked, like their rooms are booked right through. Um, don't quote me on it, but it's, this isn't radio or anything. Um, yeah they're doing really well and it which is awesome for the bench it is it's a great addition to have ned bell up there he was at the vancouver aquarium and you know he and rob feeney were two of the top chefs in the city always competing with one another for years so it's amazing to have him up there yes well, and, and, you know, he worked with the Naramata Bench Wineries Association for the last um, many years on our um, spring release. We were co-sponsors um, of that event because it was raising money for OceanWise, which um, he he was a spokesperson for. And and so, you know, we've, we've had a close association um, with Ned for, for years and, and, you know, we weren't that surprised when he came. <laughs> Delighted. No, and he's from the Okanagan, so it was yeah a great move for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy, a couple questions about the bistro, about uh, takeout. Will that continue on throughout the the fall and the winter? Do you think? We're hoping so. We're we're expecting to be able to um, continue to staff the kitchen so that we can offer takeout. Um, uh, we, it's not set in stone yet. We'll see. Uh, how it looks towards the end of the season, but it's certainly something that we want to do because, you know, the options are limited for restaurant dining nowadays. So, Well, we're yeah. heading up there with the show, and we are really going to miss our annual dinner with the crowd at Hillside. It was it was always the biggest party that we went to. Well, we, we will be open for dinners um, to the end of September. Um but you, the crowd word isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. No. Maybe that three-hour tasting will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's pushing. Uh, just because we have you and you're you're getting set up for the season, what what do you suppose the first or second or third grapes are that you will harvest, and what will be the last grapes to come in? Do you think at Hillside this year? Yeah, that's pretty easy. Um, you, Usually, Muscat Ocinal is the first grape that we har- harvest, just because it's a, an early ripening grape, um, and it, it at a certain point cries out to be picked, um, because it, it'll it tells you it'll start to fall apart if you leave it too long. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't mind that, and we always toast the harvest with a bottle of Muscat Ocinal. So, nice. you know, we we grab the whole staff and, and, you know, take a sip and dump the rest of our glass into the press and then put grapes in on top of it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then the last is usually 
Cabernet Sauvignon because um, it is it is a stretch to grow Cab Sauv on the Naramata bench, um, but uh, we're we're you know able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're uh, looking at probably mid November for that, early to mid November. Yeah. Kathy, uh, so great to catch up with you. I, I can't tell you how delighted I am to look at your wines and see Naramata Bench on the label. And I, I I just assume that, are you getting used to that? Or does it feel right now to just see that on the wine and then get on with other things? Well, you know, it's perfect timing because now, like, we have the time to sit down with people and explain to them why place matters and, yeah. and how it matters and, and then to have it right there front and center on the label is it's just i feel like things have come full circle and and you know we're we're we've grown up as a wine region you know yeah well take a bow you've had a lot to do with that uh well look forward to seeing you hope we can get by and have a quick chat in the next few days uh, as we roll through the valley uh with our own show uh, and fun to chat with you today keep well kathy and have a great yeah, harvest you too thank you Thanks so much, Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker at Hillside Winery. Uh, We are running out of time in this segment, but we'll be back. There's plenty more coming up on the show. Up next, John Schreiner and Luke, uh, i got to get this right now, Whittall. He will join us. The pair will talk about their latest book, The Okanagan Wine Tour Guide, updated and expanded, now out for you to buy. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Kalmana Family Estate Winery would like to welcome you to visit their spectacular winery in the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench. Guests can enjoy seated tastings of six of their signature wines for up to six people per reservation. Feel comfortable knowing that rigid social distancing and cleaning protocols are in place to ensure the utmost safety of staff and guests. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Open 10 to 5 daily. Call or visit kalmana.ca for reservations. Gizmondionwine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark Gizmondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at Gizmondionwine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondionwine.com. Mondi on wine. Tinhorn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. 
Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, I think we just played your favorite song, John Schreiner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, our guests are John Schreiner and Luke Whittall. They're the co-authors of the latest Okanagan Wine Tour Guide, updated and expanded. Gentlemen, welcome to the show this morning. Congratulations on this big, fat book, John. Uh, uh, I can't believe how much bigger it is, and uh, will it get much bigger than this? I don't know. We keep saying uh, maybe not, but it keeps growing. Uh, well, the uh, as long as wineries keep opening, and uh, and if there's another edition, they'll have to be uh, to be in there. Uh, I, I don't. And to be fair, we uh, while there are 40 wineries in this one that weren't in the 2014 edition, the previous edition. Uh, to be fair, we also included. Uh, uh, a few wineries that have never been in. For example, uh, I made a point of including Fort Barron's because they never made it into any of my guides stuck stuck there in Lillooet. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know. I mean, it's a, it's it's a terrific winery, and they uh, they uh, and yeah, it's, they're not and, really stuck there. No. <laughs> and it's, it's and and they're you know and, and people go wine uh, wine tree. Now there are two wineries in the Lillooet area, so uh, we may. Yeah. Uh, See people go up through uh, through uh, Pemberton or uh, or come around the other way. The, the, the drive from uh, from Cash Creek to Lillooet is uh, is one of my it's, my favorite drives. It's just beautiful. Yeah. As long as it's not raining or snowing, it's a fantastic drive. Yes. Uh, well, John, how, uh, it's a beautiful book in terms of what's in it. The, the just so much information. And Luke, I know that you've had a big hand in this. How many wineries made it in this time? Uh, 240, well, isn't that? Yeah, the new of the new ones. It's over 500 pages, though, for this book, and it's uh, it's an amazing number of wineries. I don't even I even you know my name is on it, and I still leafed through it and went, oh, who are these guys? Oh my goodness, who who yeah. is that? I mean, there's just <laughs> Me so too. many so many new wineries, and it, it, even in some other regions. I, I John mentioned Lillooet with Fort Barrens, but there's also a winery in Nacusp now. Uh, so from people coming out from Alberta, they can stop into these places on their way to the Okanagan, and it's just so exciting right now. And I was curious, John. like, how, John, there are many people who would have loved to have worked with you on this book, but you chose Luke, and then when I see that he was the author of Valleys of Wine, A Taste of British Columbia's Wine History, that's a great addition. Well, uh, Luke, uh, um, <clears throat> look at... <clears throat> excuse me, contacted me when he was starting uh, that book to uh, sort of pick pick my brains, uh, assuming there's anything to pick. And uh, I shared a fair <laughs> amount of uh, information with Luke. And, and when I decided I needed a, a co-author because the labor of love had become more labor than love, uh, uh, Luke, of course, came first to mind. That's great. And Luke, when and how did you become interested in BC wine and BC wine history? Uh, BC Wine, uh, I got into it really when I moved here. Uh, I moved here in uh, 20 years ago in the year 2000, and uh, I quickly learned that not only were BC Wines really on the minds of people who were here, you know, they all, everyone I talked to had their favorite winery. They knew of the local wines. 
but really, it was just about getting to know uh, getting to know them one uh, one after the other. And in the year two thousand, it was a little easier to to uh, to get to know them all, or at least to visit as many of them as possible. Um, and really, just growing uh, and learning through John's books. Actually, I picked up his Chardonnay and Friends at a at a bookstore. And then uh, I met John for the first time, I think, at Word on the Street, the festival in Vancouver, uh, sure. around 2005, I believe, uh, when the first Okanagan Wine Tour Guide was coming out. I, I got him to autograph it. I was so excited. It was, you know, I learned so much uh, from his books. And, uh, and then it just sort of spread out from there when I decided it was going to be a career option for me around 2005. And I've uh, not looked back since. We're speaking with uh, John Schreiner and Luke Whittall. They're the co-authors of the latest Okanagan Wine Tour Guide, uh, widely available now online and at uh, other wineries in the Okanagan Valley. $25, uh, it's just a giveaway for the amount of information that's in here. John, I wanted to ask you about just sitting in front of a, uh, can I, uh, I was going to say typewriter, maybe you are in front of a typewriter, but <laughs> when you write, when you write something... Yeah, I, I know. I haven't I know. been in front of a typewriter for about 30 years. <laughs> Thank God. It's like uh, I, gave, I was happy. I gave my yeah, my, my portable typewriter to my grand my grandchildren the other day. They were they wanted to learn how to type. That's okay. great. <laughs> That's super. Just wondering about okay, let's pick any one: Larch Hill, Lake Books, Kitch, Friend, Eighth Generation. What do you stick in one page? What, what what's your guideline to tell a story about a winery or what people should know in this this tour book? Well, I when I'm every time I'm interviewing a, a winery principals, uh, especially the ones I have not met before, I start by asking them when when, when and where were they born. So I get I I start on the basic bi- uh, biography and I ask an, an awful lot of biography, which doesn't make it into the book necessarily, but then I put nuggets of that biography in there because I think that uh, that personalizes the uh, the winery profile, and I uh, it's it's been my view, and I've had it confirmed by a number of people who visited wineries that that they appreciate being having read the profile. They go into the winery and they know a little bit about yeah. about the winery and the owners, and and it makes it a much richer experience, and so. I, you know that was my formula in the uh, in the first edition, and in uh, that formula hasn't uh, hasn't changed. Uh, well, I think it, t- it took Luke a little while to figure out that the, why I was so insistent on on having the the ages in there, uh, but uh, but it's uh, it's it's all part of, uh, of 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 the personal color. Well, John, don't ever ask me Absolutely. my age or date of birth because <laughs> you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we didn't usually get that for, from women, but the odd, <laughs> the odd woman would would say, yeah, "I don't mind." <laughs> I'm so not one uh, of them. So, Luke, yeah, how how tough is it to work with John Schreiner? He is a taskmaster. I'll oh bet he God. is. No, it, you know what? It it it's so much fun, and it's been such a privilege because he he really is interested in uh at least what i've learned from him and uh and from reading his books that it really it's about the people uh you know when we get together we talk about wine as much as 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 anything but but it's also about the people behind the wine and and what i've come to term uh human terroir 
you know, what's the story behind the the winery, you know, that, that made the winery what it is? Why did they choose their labels this way? And it makes it, uh, you know, I know from reading previous editions of the book and using it myself and, and going to wineries, that it makes it really relatable. You know, there's some wineries that I can just relate to because I've heard their stories. And it just makes it uh, a, a, an amazing experience. And to enjoy their wines, too. Maybe it makes me enjoy it even more because I, you know, I have a sense of where they're coming from that's hugely important and uh i think i think we both get that and i really enjoyed learning from him about how to uh how to do that how to find that those informations you know that nugget those nuggets of information it's great well you you, you when i read the uh the the history of the valleys of wine i mean uh, luke didn't didn't need to learn a lot <laughs> he was there that's great and he's a good writer yes the uh, uh, Anthony said it was a uh, at twenty five dollars. It's a it's a good buy. And I've had people say to me, and I'm sure Luke's heard the same thing. You know, who needs a guide? There are free uh, there are free apps, and of course there are free apps. But the free yeah. apps usually don't have this uh, the, the richness of detail that uh, that we provide no. in the guide. You get, well, you know, and uh, yeah, and also the I think Luke, you know this best. Uh, uh, there's so many stories that are told at wineries that make no sense at all to me about some of the history of BC. That it's it's great to have something written down that's you know <laughs> the real thing. Absolutely, and that was a big uh, a big uh, impetus to guide. You know, when I started that history book, was I just kept hearing the same wrong stories over and over again. Everybody has their own <laughs> history, and it it relates mostly to marketing more than actual history. And yeah. uh, it, you know, it, it's it's true. It's just a a big. Uh, you know, I, at least now it's not the definitive history. Nothing can be a definitive history, but uh, sure. it, it's I think concise enough for this time uh this time in the period of bc wine that we're in now one last question and it's about bernard horter who tony you of course know he had the column before you did in the vancouver sun did Mm -hmm. and this is probably to john john did he do a paper in university on bc wineries are you familiar with that uh yes i've got a copy of it uh it was uh, not in university but when he was um because he 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 long since uh, graduated when he when he emigrated to Canada to BC to become a notary, uh, but he got uh, he got pre- he was pretty interested in the wine to begin with, and when he came here, he started taking interest in the BC wine industry back in the in the seventies and the eighties. I can't remember when he did the paper, but uh, uh, but I have it. Um, and and Bernard was somebody that uh, that I used to consult with. I remember sending him one of uh, my a, a chapter from one of my manuscripts. I only did that once because Bernard got right in there and edited it as as ferociously as you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I, I didn't think I would. But Bernard Bernard was a was a great guy. Now, Tony, do you remember the time that we were in Rome? Oh yeah. We, we oh boy, in, do I ever! Yeah, <laughs> an afternoon in in the in the ruins, and Bernard, who'd been a, a, a German army officer in Rome during the uh, the war, he, knew he, he lived. Oh yeah, he knew yeah. the history, and so we were watching He's... the thing, and he'd say, "Oh, such and such an emperor made a speech there." Yeah. 
I said to him, I remember that, and I said to him, you know, that was when everybody had headphones on and the Japanese were there and the Germans, and I thought, we should get some of those. He says, you don't need those. I'll tell you the history. I spent several years living in the temple of the Vessel of the Virgin. <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> and you know what? He did. He told us everything. And then, John, you know, the nicest thing about that, I don't know if you remember the lunch. We went and had lunch, and, you know, I was just a young pup, and I thought for sure we were going to have a Chianti Classico and a Brunello, and it was going to be the greatest lunch ever. And Dr. Order said, uh, we're in Rome, kid, and we're drinking Roman wine for lunch. So he ordered a Frascati, and my, you know, my face dropped to the ground. It was the greatest white wine I've ever had at a lunch, you know, on a street corner. Like, it just changed my whole thinking about wine. So that's my remembrance of Bernard. Oh, and well, I remember the dinner that uh, that day. We were staying out near the airport, so we took the train back out, and we walked past a restaurant uh, when we got out to the train station. And there was nobody in the restaurant except the uh, the owner and his <laughs> staff. And so we went in, and uh, and Bernard uh, said to the owner, "Well, you know, make us dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you decide." <laughs> and we had a yeah. fantastic dinner and two bottles we of Barolo. Uh, needs listen, to guys. With all these stories, I know. No, it's so great to catch up with uh, both of you. And and lastly, John, one of the things I love about this book is that it's been divided up by all these subregions across BC: the Similkameen, Asoyas, Golden Mile, Black Sage. It's been divided the way the region should have been divided 30 years ago, and we could have got a real head start on making wine. So congratulations on that. Uh, oh, seeing clearly right. the future of BC wine. Well, I, uh, I I divided it up simply because I uh, uh, I wanted uh, I wanted to make it easy for the wine tourists. You know, you could you could you could in the front of the book you'll see that they're all listed, and if you uh, yeah. if you, uh, you you know tell you how many wineries there are in a soyuz. I mean, there are now. I was just counting this the other day. There are something like in that little soyuz circle. There's something like nine wineries. That's better than mm-hmm. a day's wine touring, and yeah. they're good wineries. Yeah. Gentlemen, thanks so much. We're out of time, but people should check out this book, The Okanagan Wine Tour Guide by John Schreiner and Luke Whittall, available widely online and, of course, at uh, select wineries, The Okanagan. Uh, There'll be more and more of them. If you own a winery, you should be selling this book. Uh, It's fantastic uh, information for travelers. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you soon somewhere in wine country. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Luke Wittall and John Schreiner. We've got to take a quick break. That There's more coming up as we head into the long weekend. Casey and I are going to uh, throw around some wines and recipes and uh, tell you a little bit about a big upcoming trip by the BC Food & Wine Radio Network gang. Stick around. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this summer to celebrate their 20th anniversary season. Make sure to join them on the sun-soaked patio for a sampling of their premium wines. Or, if you can't make it out this summer, then don't forget to check out their popular virtual tasting program online. For reservations or for more information, visit them at blackhillswinery.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. 
Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodisole.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. Stuck at home? Planning your next getaway without the airfare? Think Therapy Vineyards. Imagine staying at the Inn on the Vineyard, overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It's the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. For a limited time, BC Food and Wine radio listeners can save on their stay at Therapy Vineyards. Just remember the code, Gizmondi, when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, It's Labor Day weekend. I can't believe how quickly uh, the summer has gone by. I know it's still summer, but for me, really, Labor Day is the end of it. It is. Uh, I put away my my white belt and white shoes. Oh, brother. (laughs) Glad I wasn't around to see that. (laughs) <laughs> i don't have a white belt or white i shoe, hope but, not uh, yeah uh we've been talking to some people though i was talking to some people in the okanagan this week and they're picking uh, a lot of people are beginning to pick chardonnay down south the grapes are ready if the if the uh, wine grapes are ready it means the table grapes are really ready casey they, uh, they are tony and do you even know where the name coronation grapes came from no, but it's probably pretty sovereign as far as I recall. Yes. A plant breeder uh, uh, from uh, B.C. Uh. with a soft spot for the royal family developed the seedless blue grape in the 1970s. And yeah. I've done an article on it that's in in the um, Vancouver province today, and it's online with the Vancouver Sun. You didn't give the best... Yeah, you didn't give the best name. The two grapes that were put together, the Black Patricia, okay, but my favorite is the Nimrod. Nimrod. I call a lot of people Nimrods. Yeah, I know. Like, I know, got a kick out I of think, that, When too. I think they don't get it, I call them Nimrods. But, uh, so you got this in the paper this weekend. What What do you do with Coronation grapes, or what what's good about them? Where do you put them? Well, I've got, well, you can do two things. You can make a streusel coffee cake, a fabulous recipe from BC, the BC Wine Lovers Cookbook with recipes and stories from across British Columbia by Jennifer Schell. And this recipe was developed by Susan Richardson of Sperling Vineyards, and her father, Bert Sterling, was a strong supporter of the grape breeding program at Summerhill, or Summerland. Hmm. So uh, well, check, that, check that out online. Just uh, put my name in, um, Coronation Grapes. Vancouver Sun and no, your name's the Casey Wilson. will pop up. Yes, it is. What about, uh, I recall John Bishop doing something with these. He used to freeze them or something. Is, is that, am I getting that yeah, right? Yeah, he did. That was the first, grapes? first time I tasted frozen grapes was at Bishop's Restaurant. And they were like sorbet bombs. It's really interesting. <laughs> and it's a great thing to serve at a dinner party. After dessert, or I mean, you could serve it as dessert too if you wanted, but they should only be frozen for about four to six hours. After you can't yeah. freeze them overnight; they just don't. They just so you don't you last. handy stem them, fairies, uh, fairies of uh, people. You handy stem them so the berries. You just have the berries. And you stick them in the freezer for four to six hours, and then uh, the guests go nuts. I guess. 
Yeah, no, they're I love delicious. It. They'd be good. They'd be good with cheese too. Like very maybe good on a, on a cheese. Even stuck on a cheese board, frozen and 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 soft could yes. be kind of fun. Okay, uh, it's Labor Day weekend, and I, I don't know traditionally if you've been reading me for years. I always talk a bit about uh, Labor Day, the workhorse Reds. Uh, it's it's that time of the season when we switch over from all those those fresh, super white wines to cooler nights, looking for slightly heavier red wine, something with a bit of tannin. And, of course, most of the menus change as well. We get into that hall uh, into the fall sort of harvest scene, mushrooms and all the rest of those great things. So, Casey in the Sun this weekend, I have put together a list of workhorse reds. One, because I like them. Two, because they're fun to drink. Three, because they're so inexpensive, it's a complete joke. Uh, so I've put together a bunch of wines. For instance, Arrogant Frog. Remember that wine yes. from the south of France made by Jean-Claude Ma, uh, uh, Jean-Paul Mas? Uh, that's eleven forty nine a bottle. That's it's an so amazing delicious. price. Like it's just crazy. It's a Cab Merlot blend and it's delicious. Torres Sangre de Toro, eleven ninety nine. Here's an easy one to remember, Trapiche, Pure Melbec, thirteen ninety seven. Uh and then one of my favorite classy wines. I think this is a wine, Casey, you can buy, decant. I love to do that and serve it to people. They'll think it's a $45 wine. They'll, they'll just think it's an amazing wine. It costs $14.99, and it's made by uh, Chapoutier. And it's his Biahout, B-I-L-A-H-A-U-T, the Biahout Rouge. Uh, such a great wine. It's it's a southern French blend, $14.99. Fat Bastards in the list, Louis Bernard de Côte de Rhone. Fontana Freda, uh, a Barbera from Italy, $16. And then... Uh, Peter Gago, remember old friend Peter Gago? Yes. Penfolds, Canunga Hill, Shiraz, 1949. So I will get this list put up on our uh, on our uh, uh, social page. I don't know which one we'll put it on, but we'll get it up there for folks. So you do, you can also probably find it in the Vancouver Sun starting Friday. And uh, Casey's, is yours in on Friday too or starts early, doesn't it? Uh, it's uh, it's It's up now, Tony, online. Yeah, they go up early. Uh, yeah, so all that is uh, going to be happening uh, this weekend. Now, Casey, are you are you around or? I am around, weekend? and no, I've got no uh, island hopping. I've got big plans with the twins and Eli. Although I've oh, been yeah? told not to take them anywhere. <laughs> I recall going going out with my either aunts or my grandmother on these weekends to get clothes for uh, yes, school. Yes, exactly. And I hated, usually hated them, whatever I got, but they were new and, you know, off you went. Well, you know, uh, my mother would take my sister and I and I would have a temper tantrum because my mother would want to choose the, you know, the clothing and I wanted to choose my own. My sister went along with everything, but I didn't. Yeah, uh, that's a shock to me. <laughs> uh, okay. Listen, folks, uh, really thank you all for joining us today on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. And a special thanks to our technical producer, Anissa Hetherington, who will be working hard while we're away uh, because after the long weekend, we're going to get busy uh, with a several uh, Okanagan Harvest uh, Grape Escapes. We're going to pin them all together as we're traveling up there and then share them all with you. We're going to be on location, Casey, Monday, September 14th at Therapy Vineyards on their new deck overlooking. Uh, we can probably see the Naramad Inn from that deck, I think, if we stretch our necks. 
Uh, we'll have a lot of Naramatic guests uh, the next day, Tuesday. You could join us if you like in West Kelowna at Mission Hill. We're going to feature several of their BC iconic wineries. And then on Wednesday, we're really looking forward to uh, checking out Mount Bushery. We're going to stop by and look at their brand new uh, outdoor patio and winery. And have uh, dinner and we'll in the a... new restaurant, Tony. I can't wait. Yep. And we'll have a number of guests from that region. Uh, bring a sweater and a jacket, Casey, maybe a, a hat. We're going to be outdoors the entire time uh, doing all these interviews, of course, uh, at a safe distance and outside. So all that coming up in the next few weeks on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be back next week. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.